Hi there, Let's Talk Sports fans. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Let's Talk New York Jets. And I'm joined by my co-host, Jack. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Talking Jets. Thanks for having me back, man. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since uh, we've gotten to chat. Uh, I've been super, super busy. Um, but always a pleasure to... Uh, to speak with you about any topic, but especially the New York Jets. So I'm um, definitely very excited for today's stream. And uh, as always, thank you for having me on. Uh, no, I've been looking forward to it. It's been a crazy week in Jetland with all sorts of things. Uh, we will get into free agency hopes. I think some people's expectations of free agencies change since, say, Sunday. There's certain targets, what's being tagged and so forth. But probably... It's not strictly speaking uh, Jets related, but the big trade to do with Russell Wilson certainly plays into uh, Jets land one that Jets fans are always going to have one eye on Jamal Adams, especially how it ended. And also that trade they did puts them, uh, it could affect the Jets going forward in the draft because teams trading up and also who they take at nine will probably affect budgets at 10. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Yeah, man, it's crazy how, uh, you know, a trade like that um, can have its effect on the Jets, just like you said. Uh, you know, Denver was uh, one of those teams that people thought might have uh, taken a quarterback at nine, um, but everybody also knew they would be in the hunt for a veteran quarterback. Obviously, they got their veteran quarterback and Russell Wilson. Crazy trade. Um, I mean, Joe Douglas has probably just been laughing his ass off for the last 24 hours. Um, and I, I just – I honestly, I couldn't love it anymore. Uh, now – and I, I already saw this on Twitter, you know, as soon as we got the news about Russ last night um, – now I want to fleece Seattle out of DK Metcalf as well. Let's get that ball rolling. Uh, that would be sick. Um, but, yeah, dude, the Seattle Seahawks, man, crazy. Jamal Adams, sorry, bud. Should have stayed with the Jets. Could have been one of the most beloved Jets of all time. And, uh, you know, now he's uh, stuck in another rebuilding franchise. And uh, it's just hilarious, honestly, dude. It couldn't get any funnier. And, uh, and yeah, just the implications that it does have on our draft now, uh, you know, who are the, uh, who are the Broncos going to take at nine? That's certainly going to affect who we take at 10. Um, you know, there's a lot of heavy hitters coming off the board, uh, in the top 10 this year. Um, and a lot of players have kind of been moving up into that upper echelon, um, just over the past week with the, with, you know, the combine and everything. So, um, it's definitely going to be a very interesting draft. Um, I feel like personally, the Broncos, now that they got their quarterback, I feel like the Broncos are either going to go potentially receiver or more likely they're going to uh, take our hopes away of drafting uh, Ahmad Gardner at 10. Um, because if the Broncos drafted Gardner, if he falls to nine, a lot of people are saying that he's going to get taken even higher now because he had a crazy combine um, and he's been on everybody's radar for so long now. But um, you know, pairing up Sauce Gardner with Patrick Sertan, who they took in the first round last year, that would give them, you know, one of the most lethal young cornerback combos in the NFL. So uh, I definitely think that the Broncos could upset us uh, and take uh, Gardner right before we get the chance to. 
Um, cause I feel like there's a lot of teams that are, uh, more needy than, uh, the defensive back position this year. Um, you know, I'm thinking about all the teams that need to grab offensive linemen. Um, and there's a lot of them. So, uh, it's going to be very interesting, you know, just, it, it, it's just a, a crazy league that, you know, um, a trade between two teams in the West can affect us on the East coast. Um, you know, in such a crazy way with uh, with the draft and the fact that we're so tied into Seattle now with the whole Jamal Adams situation. I mean, it's 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 hilarious. They 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 traded Russell Wilson for the uh, two firsts that they gave us for Jamal Adams. So it's I mean, it's it's hilarious, man. So honestly, for uh, from a Jets fan's perspective, uh, it's cool. It definitely shakes up the draft a little bit, as you mentioned. But it's uh, it's super interesting, man. This is a very exciting time that we're starting to get into now. Yeah, I agree. I mean, DK Metcalf, apparently they're already getting called. I got told by a reporter what's going to come on the show. They had multiple calls that opened to moving in, but they'd like to resist that. That said, I think he might push for it now because I'm not sure he's of the personality to want a full rebuild. Um. One also interesting name is apparently Tyler Lockett's definitely on the trade block. And if I'm, I think, to be honest with you, that may be more likely than DK Metcalf. I know the fans, our fan base is dreaming of DK Metcalf. I think Joe Douglas might view someone as Tyler Lockett. There's more value there, possibly, uh, because as we all know, Joe Douglas is all about value. So I could see... Lockett being an option, and I sort of like that a sort of veteran sort of influence on our young quarterback. I wouldn't hate that move. I wouldn't hate it either. Um, the one thing I will say is that this is the year that Joe Douglas finally needs to be aggressive as hell in free agency yeah. because, um, you know, if we're being real with ourselves, uh, Joe Douglas has done a pretty great job. Uh, of drafting so far minus a couple uh you know the james morgan uh the denzel mims it's looking like <coughs> uh you know the lamichael p ryan uh but you know you can't win them all i mean his draft class last year alone is filled with studs um that all produced for us so from a draft perspective joe douglas is great but his free agency acquisitions have really had minimal impact so far um you know, we thought Corey Davis was was going to give us something, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year. Amidst all the dropped passes, he did, you know, haul in two touchdown passes in the first game. We're like, all right, Corey Davis could be a wide receiver one. Uh, and then he just, you know, progressively fizzled into the abyss of nothingness throughout the rest of the year, got injured. Um, we had Elijah Moore who popped off, um, and that was great. But, um, you know, I, I, I would – I, I would definitely be happy with a guy like Tyler Lockett for sure, but I don't want to hear about, you know, the leftover cap money that the Jets have or, you know, how many draft picks we're going to have next year. Um, you know, we've had this discussion before this, you know, we need to come out and win, you know, seven, eight games, you know, without a doubt this year. Um, if we want to take this new regime seriously and if we really want to, you know, solidify that we are moving in the right direction as an organization. So uh, Joe Douglas needs to be aggressive as hell, man. I mean, I would like a Tyler Lockett. He's definitely a fantastic player. He's a veteran player. I think we could get him for cheaper than we could get a DK Metcalf for, obviously just because of their differences in age. Um, and DK is just, you know, an anomaly, it seems like, out there. He's just so big, so fast. He's, he's just a physical freak. Um 
but you know, the, this, this is the year that I think you do go out and you get an Allen Robinson or you get a DK Metcalf, um, you know, and then you can, you can use those two picks in the first round to, uh, you know, focus on your offensive line if you choose to, or, you know, take a, a, a great defensive back and a, and a great edge rusher and fix the 32nd ranked overall defense. Um, you know, there's just so many ways, so many things that still need to be fixed and we have the assets to make it happen. Um, so this just needs to be the year that Joe Douglas goes all out balls to the wall in free agency. Um, otherwise, you know, if we, if we have another crap year, like we had last year, man, there's going to be some changes, uh, within the organization. So this is, uh, this is the year to go all out for sure. So give me a DK Metcalf, give me an Allen Robinson. I wouldn't be upset with the Tyler Lockett. Don't get me wrong there, but you know, go out and get the big market guy who's going to, you know, make an instant difference on this team. You know, I could just picture Tyler Lockett coming to the jets and just kind of fizzling away. Like, I don't know why, but like I picture a DK Metcalf as just somebody who's just too much of a physical beast one-on-one uh, -on -one with anybody that's across from him that he's just going to make an instant impact on any team. And we need to go out and get guys like that. Um, so that's what I'm thinking. But Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, a, a great solid veteran player uh, that we could definitely get for uh, a little cheaper than DK. Um, you know, I would not be upset by that at all, but I do want to see Joe Douglas be as aggressive as he possibly can. Yeah, I agree, and I've definitely got some thoughts on how aggressive Joe Douglas should be. But before we get to that, um, a couple of live comments. So, uh, Sports Buffoons, who is a um channel I've took on at Let's Talk Sports, and they're working with us. Comments, rumors on DK is he could be a Chiefs, but I don't believe it. So, some um pre-information Sports Buffoons are if you couldn't guess Chiefs. Fans, um, Tanner and the guys do a great job over there. So anyone who hasn't checked out their content, please do. And he also adds um, for um, the Jets' time to beef up that line in the draft, which I agree. Um, I think it's going to be interesting, which ties into Joe Douglas being aggressive. I think if he isn't aggressive, he can't have another season where they're like three or four wins. I think the bare minimum is six to seven wins. And I don't think that's asking too much. Enough losing these division games as well. Um, you're not going to be successful without that. Or oh, I think he's going to be on a hot seat. He needs a draft pretty much like last year, not his first year. Because if you think of the players in that first draft, I try myself to sleep a little bit. <laughs> uh, but um, it's going to be interesting. I'm intrigued to see how aggressive they are with some of these guards hitting uh, free agency because the tight end pools, um, the talent pools closed a little bit. There's some interesting uh, players on the O-line like Tomlinson, of the 49ers and there's the Raven Center. So if they invest in the line, then that maybe opens up other areas with their first round picks. Maybe a gardener, if that O-line's shored up, then they could afford to go past Russia and Gardner. But if they don't invest well in free agency on that line, then they get, in my opinion, they'd have to go double trenches so it's going to be interesting. We'll pretty much know what they, their thinking is 
once free agency hits next week. Absolutely, man. And I'm so excited for that. Um, you know, it's just going to answer so many questions um, and make the draft picture that much clearer for us, you know. Um, one thing that gets me worried, one position group that, uh, you know, was all over Twitter yesterday, was uh, all over the sports world, all over the football world, was the uh, the tight ends, man. The, uh, the list of tight end free agents is now looking slim. So, um, you know, you got to uh, – that's another position group that we're going to have to address big time in this upcoming draft. Um, you know, I don't want Joe Douglas to go out there and sign another Tyler Croft. You know what I'm saying? Um, so – it is what it is, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, but uh, yeah, this is the year to uh, to to go balls to the wall, man. So, Joe Douglas, you got to make it happen. Your record within the AFC East is atrociously bad, um, and that needs to that needs to be fixed immediately. So, uh, yeah. let's see some heavy hitters, double trenches. I mean, you know me by now, man. You know that's like you know my dream. Um, I love, you know, and Joe Douglas is as well. Uh, you know, I can't picture Joe Douglas not drafting an offensive lineman with two picks in the first round, both in the top 10. Um, so, you know, I fully expect one offensive lineman to be taken. Um, Ikema Kwanu, if he slides to four, that would be dope. Um, and then, you know, you could sell me on either an edge rusher at 10 or a defensive back at 10 or a receiver at 10. Um, but I really do still firmly believe that, you know, solidifying this offensive line is you know the only path towards you know being successful on a consistent basis um so yeah that's how i feel man and i i just hope Joe Douglas can get it done uh, free agency shakes out yeah i agree um like you say, the tight end position has completely changed in the last week to be honest the best case scenarios may be Either with Joe Douglas's experience with Sackerts, I know he's not one for the future, but maybe um, a team-friendly deal with some veteran presence, and then you can address your future in the draft. Or, mate, I wouldn't be mad at someone like Mo Ali Cox from the Colts. I know he's not necessarily that top-tier guy, but he may be one of the better options. He's at least a red zone presence he could have and then someone like McBride in the draft added to him I wouldn't be mad at that but the options is limited that said so they are with receiver it seems like it'd be Alan Robinson or Amari Cooper which they may both want to go to contenders it'll be interesting if they are players in that poll I know a lot of fans were hoping for someone like Kelvin Ridley, which, of course, there's the suspension come down. And um, I wasn't too disappointed. I know some fans were, because I never thought, even if he was traded, he'd come to the Jets. I thought the Eagles were favourites. But how did you view this suspension to me? And I know some fans are saying uh, it's harsh. To me, he knows the rules. He did it. So um, it's hard to feel too much sympathy. But... That's the most expensive bet you're ever likely to have. Yeah, I. Uh, it was 100% a stupid act and the the wrong thing to do, clearly. 
Um, but you know, I, I personally think that when you look at other harsh uh, at other penalties that have been, you know, um, passed down, um, you know, from executives to players over the years, uh, you know, domestic violence gets uh, less suspension time than uh, you know betting on your own team to win. Um, and believe me, I know it's it's against the rules and everything like that. Um, but I think a full year suspension um it's just ridiculous especially uh you know with the recent allegations coming from brian flores um you know saying that the miami dolphins owner was going to pay him i think what was it a hundred grand a game to to purposely lose or whatever it was the number doesn't matter but you know now the nfl is going to preach about you know we have to hold up the integrity of the game and you know we have to suspend calvin ridley um, but meanwhile, you know, they're trying their hardest to keep all those Flores allegations as hush, hush, hush as humanly possible. So it's just, you know, it, it just makes you realize that, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the NFL is just a, a business like anything else in this world. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're going to do what they have to do to make their money. And, uh, you know, they're going to try to uphold the integrity of the game. Um, but it's tough, man. Sometimes I, uh, I lose face. I, I lose uh, a lot of faith in the NFL. Um, and it feels like there's not much integrity left in the game sometimes. Um, and that's not a political statement in any way, shape or form. I just think that's, that's a business statement. Um, you know, I I think that the way the NFL is run clearly with profit as the sole motivation, um, it's just a little disheartening at the end of the day, because this is a game that we all love so much, uh, that the players love so much and they put their bodies on the line for. Um, so I just feel like something like this is just totally over the top. Um, you know, obviously you need to make an example of him, but I, I think personally um, the suspension was just far too long and it just kind of really doesn't sit well with me, but to each their own. And uh, he absolutely broke the rules and he should have been handed down some sort of suspension. I just think that a full season, when you look at, you know, past track records of, you know, what other players have gotten um, for far worse um, instances, uh, I, I, th- I just think it's a little ridiculous. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, man. He broke the rules, so they're going to do what they got to do. Um, I agree with you. The optics of suspending someone who commits domestic violence for two games and then a year's for um, gambling ain't great. To me, you go should go harder on some of these um, domestic violence cases, and they better hope nothing comes out in about Stephen Ross um, fixing games because if you ban a player for, and it could be more than a year because it's at least a year, then he should have ownership taken away. So they better hope nothing comes out. We will see how that plays out. Yeah, man. Um, that it, will be in, <laughs> it will be interesting, though. Oh, absolutely, man. And... Uh... Another thing that we should touch on for just a minute here, since it's in your neck of the woods, what do you think about good old Woody uh, placing a bid on Chelsea? Um, to be honest with you, it took me by surprise, but then it didn't at the same time when thinking about it because um, obviously it was based in London. So it'll be interesting how that plays out. If I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm okay with it because I know some Jets fans, he ain't necessarily their cup of tea, if you will. But I don't think he is a stingy owner. Uh, 
everything what's i know it's a cap sport with rejects but everything what you hear they're prepared to pay money they don't always spend it well but they're always prepared to uh, pay so i think it'll be interesting there's uh, a bidding war at the moment with over 10 billionaires bidding at the moment so it will be interesting how that plays out and it will also be interesting how it affects rejects because would he relocate if he is the owner? I don't know, but obviously he did spend some time living over here. So would that mean Christopher Johnson gets sort of the running control back? That could affect Rejects going forward. Dude, what I would love to see is, you know, Woody Johnson successfully buys Chelsea, yada, yada, yada will relocate to London and sell the New York Jets. Like, that is what we need to see, man. Later, Woody. Later, Christopher. Take your baby powder across the ocean to uh, my buddy Let's Talk Sports uh, Country, and uh, you can have him for a little bit, you know? Because uh, he's been one of the most, like, absent owners in all of sports. Um, you know, obviously, he was, you know, living in 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 uh in england in london as you said uh during the trump administration um and that just always sat very weirdly with with you know jets fans like what the hell are you doing like do you own a an, an nfl team or like are you like a politician like what's going on um you just look at other owners around the league like you know a lot of people have uh, have uh you know bad things to say about jerry jones but i've always admired jerry jones man at least jerry jones truly gives a shit about the Dallas Cowboys and the only thing he wants is for them to win the Super Bowl. You can just tell that's what he wants. He makes his mistakes. Um but you know he's an owner that wants to see his team win. When I think about the Johnsons, I just think they they want to see green and not the green on the Jets uniforms, paper green. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um it's you know it's always sat weird with me. So if he can buy Chelsea, get the hell out of New York, hopefully sell the team. Don't give it to Christopher. Don't give it to your brother Christopher, man. Just get out. It was cool. You guys had your fun. You got, you don't want to live in North Jersey anymore, right? You don't want to have to deal with you know traffic all the time going back and forth from New York. Come on, man. Spend a little time overseas. It's nice over there. It's beautiful. I've never been, but you know you've told me it's pretty nice over there. So Woody Christopher, I beg you, let's get that bid going. Let's get Chelsea purchased, and let's move on from the Jets and let's move towards Chelsea FC. Um, trust me, yeah. here, trust me, I guarantee you would hand it back over to Christopher another oh, side. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Condi one condition of if he is successful is that he would have to purchase a new stadium for Chelsea. Can you imagine Jets Twitter if the day he takes over, they announce a new stadium in the works and the Jets? Uh, that has been a topic, I know. For the fan base, that would absolutely implode on that day. Dude, if he actually buys a soccer team from another country an ocean away, Jets fans, like, he will not be able to show his face at MedLife Stadium. Like, he's going to just get roasted nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. I mean, Jets fans are brutal. Um, and, you know, it's no secret to anyone that that's, you know, the truth of it and um you know i could <laughs> i could totally just picture him of people oh look it's mr chelsea what you don't care about us anymore woody you know like stuff like that 
Um, and yeah, I think it would just, you know, lead to him just saying goodbye. So let's do it. Let's get the ball rolling on it. I wouldn't hold your hopes out. Um, <laughs> so um, free agency, is there any now the sort of talent pool has, shall we say, got smaller? Is there any players you've got your eye on, what you feel as um, the sort of must-haves for me? Two names, what? I'd quite like and um, what I feel as would be a very good start is uh, Marcus Williams um, at mm. the Saints. Uh, Definitely. That would be, it's one of the biggest needs. And also I'd like to add Tomlinson from the 49ers at guard just because if Icky doesn't, there's rumours that he won't fall to the Jets. If he doesn't, it just, you've got the guard situation sorted so that at least helps relying a little bit yeah man absolutely um you took the words right out of my mouth um with marcus williams man because i was i was big time on jesse bates for a long time and then obviously we all saw he got tagged um by cincinnati um so he'll remain a bangle for at least another year and uh marcus williams is next up on my list of uh of, of safeties so yeah absolutely man um i would love a marcus williams um and uh, i'll throw an interesting name out there you said zach Ertz before which i uh i i definitely like um you know i i, I wouldn't be upset by that at all um another name i'll throw out there not you know not on an expensive deal he's not going to be our number one i still want to go for a guy like mcbride in the draft um but another interesting name uh on the tight end free agents uh list is uh tyler higby um you know he's he's been pretty productive throughout the throughout his time in the league so far and um he's a young guy so i feel like you know he's uh you know when you look at that list of tight ends it's getting it's getting it's getting pretty pretty glum pretty dismal yes. so um you know he he's kind of want, still one of the names that stands out for me obviously he's not going to be a big ticket uh you know huge contract uh signing so um you know i i i don't think it would be a bad move for us um i think that would be an interesting move um yeah, man, we'll we'll see how it shakes out. There's uh, you know, the the, the tight ends kind of poofed, vanished in uh in a in a puff of smoke right before our eyes yesterday. Um, so uh, I, I feel like you know, you mentioned Mo Ali Cox as well. That would be you know interesting. Um, Mo Ali Cox, I gotta say, I had to start him a couple times in fantasy this year because my tight end uh, was injured for a while, and uh, Mo Ali Cox kind of let me down, man. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But um, but yeah, I, I, I think that as long as we are, are going for the – as long as we're hitting on the position group of need, you know what I'm saying? Um, as long as we make sure we go out and get a tight end and we get a free agent, uh, you know, offensive lineman and uh, we get a free agent defensive back um, and then draft more of those positions as well. Um, cause that's, that's where we're at right now. So, um, yeah, man, it's just going to be super interesting in the next, uh, in the next week or so, as it all starts to, uh, to pan out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, also I'm okay with them overpaying if some of these people, are their top targets, because with the talent pool of free agency, I don't think they can, um, spend all the cap they've got. So that will be an interesting thing. Um, before I just. Um, ask you your aims for the draft going forward. Um, 
Berrios, how do you view the rumours are he wants 9 million, 9 to 10 million? Is that something you're on board with? Um, they do have a lot of caps. I know um, there's the chemistry with Zach Wilson, but to me, I want to pay 5 or 6 million for a year. But if you have to give him an extra year, I'm okay with that. I don't really. If you can pay 9 million, you may as well go for more expensive receiver and add that premium thing. If he wants 9 million, then there's other options like someone like Russell Gage or even Cordell Patterson. What they aren't the same player, but they can do some of the same things he does. What viewpoint are you on? Because I see a lot of Jets fans saying if he wants nine or ten million, give it to him. But um, I think you've got to be careful because he's your fourth option, and also um, I like him, but I think he does have limitations. If that makes sense. Yeah, he absolutely does have limitations. And, uh, you know, as great of a guy he is, as great of a player he is, as consistent as he is, uh, that's a lot of money for, you know, your number four wide receiver. Um, you know, and we're not the Tampa Bay Buccaneers where we have, you know, elite receivers ready to go at the one, two, and three. Um, you know, at least until Antonio Brown went psycho and Chris Godwin tore his ACL and it all went to hell. But um, you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. It's not like we have that crazy depth at receiver where we can, you know, have a guy like that at the four. Um, and, you know, I don't know. He's just definitely not worth that price tag. Um, but I, I, I do, you know, it's tough because, you know, during the season as he was, you know, playing such amazing football for us and, you know, really the only consistent player out there on offense – um, we were all saying, oh, give him a max contract, whatever he wants. We got to pay him. We got to pay him. And now that it's time to pay up, we're all like, eh, you know? Um, so we just, you know, I think that's, you know, on us, on us fans. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely too high of a price tag without a doubt. Um, and like you said, there are other players out there that can, you know, pretty much fill his role um maybe not do everything he does as good as he does it but um you know at the end of the day he's you know a rotational receiver and you know you're an option if somebody if somebody goes down you know he's not going to be out there um you know in the starting receiver lineup like he he will be on some plays you know um but you know we're looking at Corey davis we're looking at elijah moore and we're looking at somebody in the draft so um yeah, I think that's a, clearly too much money for your fourth option at, at receiver. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I see this playing out like Anderson did. I just have a hunch. The reports are today that Douglas has made his offer. They view it as a good offer. And Burris is going to test free agency. So I just have a hunch someone like Miami or uh, might do something crazy and just pay him what he wants so we will see um before we close the show out is there two people in the draft you if you if the draft plays out exactly how you wanted two players you'd like picked at four and ten up uh, for me i feel ideal and no matter how free agency pans out the two players what i think would probably be ideal is icky for hopefully and then someone like Jamal Johnson they're 
I think he could have failed you, and they did work with him at receiving a bowl. They're probably the two names I want. I know a lot of fans want Tibbeau, and I see the talent there. But the more you sort of dig into his situation, he um, sort of, I have concerns, not just locker room presence, but I just have concerns about his effort. And again, uh, Jamal Polite sort of flashbacks. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, you know, I think that Ikemakwanu, um at four, I totally agree with you. That would be an absolute home run. Um, you know, if he falls to four, it depends on if the Jaguars decide to take him or not. Um, my gut is they still might end up going with Evan Neal or they might even shock us all and just take Hutchinson. Um, but, um, you know, hopefully we, uh, hopefully the Jaguars take Neal, um, and then Hutchinson goes to Detroit and then either Hamilton or Thibodeau can go to, uh, the Texans and we can take a Kemaquanu at four. That would be awesome. Um, and then that really just opens up so much for us at 10. Cause as I said earlier in the stream, I really think that, you know, prioritizing this offensive line is still, should still be the number one option for Joe Douglas. And, you know, the record will reflect that it probably is the number one option for Joe Douglas being that he took two offensive linemen in the first round, two years in a row. So, uh, I think he'll, you know, complete the trilogy on that this year, uh, hopefully draft the um, and then at 10, I'm really open to, uh, to a lot of different guys, man. I mean, obviously Gardner, if he's there would be a home run. Uh, I feel like any of the available edge rushers at that point, Jermaine Johnson would be sick. Um, Trayvon Walker would be sick if he falls. Um, you know, uh, and then you got a lot of big name receivers. Um, you know, we can look at guys like London or, uh, or, uh, Garrett Wilson or, uh, Chris Olave who blew me away at the combine running a four, two, six, 40 yard dash. Um, you know, he looks really good. So there's a lot of positions of need that we could fill at that number 10 spot. Again, as we mentioned earlier in the stream, now it's going to depend on what the Denver Broncos decide to do. The New York giants have picks five and seven. So it's going to be really interesting to see what shakes out with them, uh, and what directions they decide to go in. Um, so I, I couldn't be more excited, man. I mean, free agency is great, but I could not be more excited for this draft, uh, to finally know how your team is looking heading into, you know, the upcoming season. So we got a lot of exciting, uh, you know, chats ahead of us, man. And I, uh, I couldn't be more pumped. So, uh, thanks again for having me on today. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, by next time we talk, we should know, um, hopefully, They've added a couple of new sort of stars of the future in Jet yeah. Fandom, either that or they'll just completely flame out. Well, one thing I don't want is for them to go bargain hunting, looking for people uh, ain't planned out and just um, be a disaster. And Gerald Davis, I am talking to you. So yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. And Joe Douglas. I um, hope you're listening because if you play it the same way as the last couple of years, you could be on a hot seat come um, the season. Big time hot seat, man. Big time. Um, and it's just the unfortunate reality of, uh, you know, being in New York and being in the, the league that we're in. So, uh, yeah, it's time to go uh, all in, Joey D. And uh, thank you again for having me on, my man. Uh, no, thank you for joining me. Thank you to everyone for watching, uh, sport buffoons for commenting, and 
until next time thanks for watching let's talk sport fans <laughs>